Well, we want to welcome Calgary and Steinbeck, as Zach was saying. It's so good to have you guys online with us. Yes, let's keep going. And uh, as we just continue to do church in every way possible, uh, I think that, you know, God is attracted to movement. And movement means faith, because faith without works or movement is dead. So people can say all they want and do nothing, but when we get up and do stuff, we just find the blessing, the favor of God on us here at Springs as we just continue to say, let's just do something and and God's gonna guide us If it doesn't work we'll stop it and try something new but this move ahead in faith is such a crucial crucial thing today I want to talk about the nine effects of God's Word in your life I'm you know all of us we we want to know his word we want to grow in his word I'm gonna dive into that but you know, we live in a world where a thousand will fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it won't come near you. And I'll show you why as we go into the nine effects of God's word. And there's more than nine, but I'm just going to give you a, if I can get past nine, I'm doing good. You know that. And, uh, but you'll have so many people that you love and that you care about and friendships and family that, you know, they're going to go as far as they're going to go. And you can, you got to love them where they are and, and encourage them and pray for them. Uh, but for you, oh, you, only you can spend the time that is needed in the word of God. God's word is, is something that we've gotten too lazy about. And so I'm going to be a little bit strong in this message. And you need to know that when you read the word of God, the word of God is reading you. It is not this just book that just has some principles. It's not just a book of how to live. It's got all that in there. It'll show you how to develop the greatest countries on the planet. That's in the Bible. It'll show you how to build great families. It'll show you how to build great cities. It'll show you how to build great health, great wealth. The Bible is the most stunning book as you learn that it's not just informative to the mind, but that it is a, these words are alive. God breathed, God spoken. Hebrews 4.12 said that the word of God is quick and powerful. It's alive, sharper than any double-edged sword. And it says in there that it is discerning you. The thoughts, the intents of your heart are being discerned so that the word of God, and as the spirit of God takes it into your life, it is it is looking at you. It is judging you. It is literally reading you and changing you in the areas especially that you need first and second, etc. The Word of God is so powerful that if we do not have a wise understanding of how crucial and important it is, we can live our lives knowing in a shallow way how special it is, but never get it working in our lives. And this is so important. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, it says there that we thank God. And, and I'm going to go to the last verse, and it says here that the Word of God is effectively working in you who believe. Did you know the Word of God is not instructions alone for you to follow, but that when you begin to meditate and spend time in the Word, it begins, 1 Thessalonians 2.13, it begins to effectively effectively work on the inside of you and whatever is happening on the inside of you is going to begin to affect 
everything on the outside. Anything you change on the outside will be temporary unless you change it on the inside first. The Word is effectively working in you. How much of it? I don't know. That's up to you. Because God is not going to download it. He hasn't got a, you know, a plug-in that he plugs into you and you have to decide to meditate, to read, to absorb, to connect, to get to know Jesus, who is the living word. In 2 Peter chapter 2, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 to 4, it says there that through God's word that we can be a partaker of the divine nature. That means that people who spend time in God's word, their very nature, which is God's nature in their spirit, but the very nature of God as the word is working effectively and mightily on the inside of them. It begins to change the nature of their emotions. It begins to change how they walk. They'll walk in the nature of God, in a patience, in a faith, in a joy, in a peace that no human being possibly could do because it's the supernatural power of it. It's his nature. This is a stunning thing. The nature of God. God will begin to work on the inside of you. And this corruption in the world that decays our emotions, our bodies, our families, everything is under attack by just a fallen world system. You rise up easily. So many people are tired and worn out of fighting the devil. You know, we've got different kinds of Christians today. We've got the militant church who's always fighting the devil. They don't understand he's defeated and that they need to have an understanding of sitting seated with Christ. Then we've got the defeated church. They don't believe for any miracles. They're just defeated until they get to heaven, and only heaven has miracles, peace, and joy. And so everything is to teach them something. But then we've got the triumphant church, and the triumphant church is filled with his word, growing in his word, understanding the new covenant that we live in today, that God's word will begin to work in you. And what is alive in your spirit, which is Jesus, begins to affect your body, begins to affect your mind, Mind, it begins to affect your emotions. It begins to flow out of you into your home and peace becomes the culture of your home. Peace and blessing becomes the culture and the nature of your business, of those who get around you. Generations of what is going on on the inside of you goes down. Oh, the word is amazing. It's stunning. It's incredible. The Bible says easily in 1 Peter 1.22 that it says, you have purified your soul in obeying the truth through the Spirit. Now, it goes on talking here. Did you know that your spirit man is alive, a brand new man, but God's Word, it'll begin to purify your soul, which is your thinking, your emotions. And the Bible says in 1 Peter 1, 23, that God's Word liveth and abideth forever, that it's unkillable, unstoppable, that when it comes into your mind and your heart, it's like seeds that never stop. If you begin to plant seeds in a portion of ground and leave them alone, those seeds are designed to grow and explode everywhere and more stuff grows until you've got seeds just covering everything because there's seed time, there's harvest. But in every plant is the ability for it to 
put seeds in the air. You know, certain trees, they give off these little fuzz and seeds go everywhere. And, and, and that's like God's word in you. God's word lives and abides in you forever. We are crazy to not spend time in this word because of what it does for us. In 2 Peter 2, 1 and 2, it talks here about desiring sincerely the milk of the word like a baby. When a ba you know, babies have an annoying cry. They're made that way by God so you won't forget them and you won't forget to feed them. When all of a sudden you hear this, they're not going to shut up until that bottle or that breast goes in, the, in that little mouth and then they begin to just, you can just see them pulling in the nutrients. I mean, they're doubling in size almost every year. They're growing incredibly. They need, like the sincere milk of God's word, you will grow, amazingly grow. And if you don't, then you need to stop praying for growth and you need to get into the word and let the word of God get planted in you as you begin to grow. You know, when you look at the Word of God, uh, both the, the written Bible and Jesus both are called the Word of God. So Jesus identifies with the Bible. You know, the Word of God is so precious and beautiful, but anytime you dive into the Word, you'll find out, like Psalms 84, 7, it says that we can go from strength to strength. When's the last time in your life you felt like you were stronger in relationships, stronger in your health, stronger emotionally, stronger in your physical body? I mean, all of these things are in the Word. As we meditate and study and spend time and connect to God's Word at this heart level, which takes time. God's Word is special. The Bible says you're not allowed to have private interpretation. But it's Holy Spirit that interprets the Word of God. The Bible is so crucial to Jesus that in John 10, 35, he says here, the Scriptures cannot be broken. In other words, he believed in the Scriptures to such an extent that Jesus, the Son of God, the manifestation of the Word of God, took the Scripture and quoted it to the devil and destroyed what he was trying to do. Do you know how special this is? Eve made a mistake in the garden. The devil began to put doubts in her mind. She began to talk to him, entertain thoughts. You know, and when you begin to do that in your own ability, the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to disbelieve the Bible you know, it's just, and then all these attacks on the Bible, they begin to come in and you begin to lose your faith in it. Eve began to talk to the devil. Listen, stop talking and listening and thinking through all these negative thoughts. Here's how Jesus dealt with temptation. The enemy showed up. He said, it is written, wham, and he quoted a verse out of Deuteronomy. The devil didn't argue with him. The devil didn't even try to come back with him because you can't argue with the point of a sword. When it's coming at you, you got a choice. You can't stand there. It's going to enter in and kill you. When the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Jesus said, it is written. There was, he did not talk with him. He did not entertain this. He did not try to out-debate the devil, although he sure could have. He didn't even entertain that. He showed you and I how incredible the Word of God is. And three times in the book of Deuteronomy, from the book of Deuteronomy, Jesus said, it is written. And the devil did not challenge 
that the book of Deuteronomy wasn't the spoken or wasn't the written uh, perfect, incorruptible word of God. Never disputed that fact. In fact, he quoted from the book of Psalms, coming back at Jesus. Why? Because he knows the word of God is powerful. When it is spoken out loud and it comes against the temptation that's coming after you to tempt you to get off of the track, to tempt you to, 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 to just take the sickness, the temptation to just stay in poverty, the temptation to not walk in the fruit of the Spirit, the joy, the blessing of God. God's word must rise up, and it is the sword of the Spirit when it comes out of your mouth. This is incredible when you look at the power of the word of God. You know, in Ephesians 6 and verse 17, where it talks about all the armor that you and I have on, did you know that every piece of that armor is an understanding, a revelation of God's word? And when it says the sword of the Spirit is the word of God, because in the original there's no commas and numbers. It's written with a flow. And sometimes, in order to make the Bible easier, they've put commas in places that changes the meaning from one language to another. Thank God we can study it with such great helps to today in the original etc but here it says that the sword of the spirit is the is the word of god now the word of god there there's two words predominantly used logos which means the meaning the revelation of the word but rhema always means speaking the word and that's the word that is used here the sword of the spirit is not the revelation of god's word it's the revelation of god's word coming out of your mouth and declaring it is written about my family it is written about my business it is written about my health it is written about my generations i am walking out people say to me leon how come things seem to go so good for you well i don't know but i know some things and that is my dad prayed over me my mom prayed over me i'm living out 40 50 years of parents speaking the word over their son. It's not just me and a grandma. And on both sides, on Sally's side, she'll talk about a grandma just rocking in that chair, praying and praying. We can live out you. So what I'm saying is you can begin to pray. It might be the first time in the generations of your family name that someone just draws a line in the sand and declares, my generations serve Jesus. My children will be like olive plants planted around my tree. The word says, the word says, and the effects that it has. Now, I'm not going to teach on this because someone will disagree and it's not my message. But they are proving today that cellular memory is not just your mind has memory, but every cell in your body has a little antenna that it has a memory. And it's a brand new, well, it's not brand new, but it's an area that, you know, some people disagree with. But they have got so much proof that there are things that can come down from babies in the womb. And that it can come down from generations, certain attitudes and things that go on, not because of some evil spirit. And so when we teach our children the word, I mean, it is literally, it is going into their liver cells, kidney cells, skin cells, bone cells. And as they have babies, it, it seems to go into their DNA, their reproductive ability, so that we have a phenomenal effect upon the people around us. I was talking to, uh, at my dad's funeral, I was talking to, some really old men who were, you know, they, they were literally, the word really old, you know, my kids use it about me, so don't get offended. Um, but when they were talking to me about my dad as a young boy, and they knew my great-grandpa, and a couple of them would say, you talk like him, your 
facial expressions are like him. You seem to have an attitude in how you deal with things like him. Not just DNA stuff, but stuff they couldn't put their finger on, and somehow it was coming down. That's good news. That means that we can break the cycle of what the enemy's been doing for generations in your home, and you can bring in the nature of God. God, right into our homes, our houses, etc. So the Word of God is so special. Number one, the Word of God produces faith. Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Do you know why people give their lives to Jesus? It is not because you persuade their head, which is what we're always trying to do. If you share the good news of the gospel, faith, the God kind of faith, the faith of Jesus is in the Word. As they hear you explaining the Word of God, why you can be saved, what He did on the cross, this forgiveness, that faith comes to them, and they literally have to choose. They can shut it all down and say no, but as they hear God's Word, they get enough of God's faith to become born again when they decide to. So sharing your faith with people has nothing to do with your acumen. Although I have friends who are apologetics, uh, men and women who work in that area, and I really appreciate that area, I have found that the gospel, when it is shared uh, with someone in its simplicity, Holy Spirit goes to work, and faith rises up on the inside of them. Not a human faith, which is of the head, but a God kind of faith, which is of the heart. So to talk to somebody with joy in a spirit contemporary way about God's word, it causes the faith of God to rise up because the word is now working in them. The word is now in their head. It's beginning to go to their heart. They're beginning to hear it. Holy Spirit will make them think about it. And this faith begins to rise up to get saved. It's amazing. A second thing God's word does is it is the seed of the new birth, which I just explained. That in James chapter 1 and verse 13, it talks here about crops and harvests and how what God's word is like, that when these seeds get planted, who, who, who would know? Someone found seeds in the, I believe it was Tutankhamun, in the tombs of some of these pharaohs that were thousands of years old, laying there dried out, dropped them into a ground and put some moisture on them and they would grow. God's word is unkillable, unstoppable. It grows joy. It grows peace. It grows healing. It grows a, a peace that touches your family, your marriage, your home, you. It begins to make you creative in music, creative in inventions, creative in healthcare, creative in leadership. The word of God, it's the seed of the new birth. Number three, it provides spiritual nourishment. In 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you can grow. You think, well, Leah, my body's done growing. No, listen to me. Just because your body is done growing doesn't mean that it can't grow healthier, that it can't grow stronger, that it can't grow better joints, that it can't grow better liver. Every cell in your body is being replaced. I believe it is somewhere between 7 to 11 years. There is not a cell in your body that was there before then as your body is recreating itself in the physical world. And so we know that this word, it brings spiritual nourishment and it makes us uh, strong and this sincere milk of the word, that it rises up from the inside. And I'm going to show you a little later on how it affects every area if you're in the word. How much word is working mightily in you? Ephesians chapter 3 says that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. Everyone goes, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds like a lazy verse. So, No, it says 
according to the power that is at work in you. What is the power that is at work in you? Well, you could say Jesus, and you would be partially right because the Word of God also teaches you and I, and we need the full Word of God. The Word of God teaches us that it is the Word of God that comes in that begins to change us. It's the authority of the Word. It is the power of the Word. And so no wonder that Jesus spent all these years up till he was 30 in the scriptures, in uh, those first five books of the Bible and other books that were written, he spent and meditated in them because the word has an effect on us. It brings spiritual nourishment. That's why he is the bread of life. The Bible has another verse I'm not going to get into right now. It says that if you stay as a baby and you only drink milk, shallow, milky word, after being a saved for a year, you ought to be in a church where, man, you know who you are, what you are, what your purpose is, what your call is, and then for the, and then you need to have an understanding of all of God's word. So I just need to know I'm born again. That oh no, every book in the Bible is in there for a reason. And as you begin to study and enjoy it, some time every day, read great books, listen to great teaching tapes every day. Just be, just feed on the word for your spirit. Renew your mind through God's word. You lit truly are beginning to have this number four or this three this spiritual nourishment and number four the god's word produces mental illumination it's not just somewhere inside of you that you could never get into your head or your body or your or, or in your life but it has an ability to illuminate in psalms 119 130 the entrance of god's word gives light it brings understanding to the simple if you never know what to do in a situation if you will spend time in the Word, listen to me carefully, if you will know what to do in every situation because of two things. Number one, the written will of God. And then number two, Holy Spirit will speak to you in areas where the Word is silent. But listen to me, just a thought. If you don't go into God's Word, God's Word is the general will of God. If you don't know that, Holy Spirit's job is not to sit there and teach you the Word. It's to sit there and illuminate the Word as you study. Study to show yourself approved unto God as a workman that needeth not to be ashamed and rightly divide the Word of truth. This incredible gospel, this amazing Bible, this scripture is the Word of God. Oh my, you must Go in there. You're spending hours in social media, hours on TV, your favorite pastimes, and you are not getting his word in you. It's just crazy for the believer because you're going to be the most frustrated person going, knowing all of the things that are given to you, but never growing in the scriptures so that you can begin to get it on the inside and produce it on the outside. Number five, it provides physical healing. Now, I need to say something. So many of great pastoral friends who love the word that we speak with, there's one argument that they have, that all of the promises of God are spiritual, not physical. And they'll argue that, and, and I'm glad that they see the spiritual impact of the promises of God. But I'm so glad that I begin to find verse after verse after verse as God's word dealt with. Let me give you one so that no one can lie to you about that. In Proverbs 4, 20 and 22, talking about physical healing, it says here, My son, attend to my words. 
Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh, not health to their spirit. We know it is that, but it's health to your flesh. And there's a ton of scriptures that bring about how the word of God impacts your health, your cells, how you live long. You weren't designed to die because of sickness and disease overrunning your body. We won't have time today, but look it up in your own Bible. When a person who knows who they are in Christ dies, it says their breath just goes to God. Their spirit just... They don't have to die sick. They don't have to die filled with disease. Someone says, well, then how do you go? When your time is up, the Bible says that we just go to be with him. It doesn't say the promises don't work at that age, and so you're going to have to die with disease. You're going to have to die crippled, arthritis, joint problems, lung problems, heart problems, brain problems. Recognize the word is working mightily in those who begin to engage it. So it provides physical healing. Number six, it makes victory over sin and Satan possible. Listen to this Psalms 119.11, and there's many verses. I'm only giving you one for each point. I could teach messages on each point, and I have. But here it says that thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Listen, the word sin literally means to miss the mark for God's best. You go ahead and say, well, God loves me anyway if I've given my heart to him. Yes, God has forgiven me. Yes, but you are missing the mark for his best. Whatever addiction, whatever thing that you're breaking in God's word, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, Jesus is the assurance of heaven and God's favor on your life. But the Bible is written to give you an understanding of what's good for you. And so when you get God's word in your heart, you develop an ability, a strength to say no to sin. You have a strength that Satan can't tempt you because he's a master of temptation. And so when you begin to know his words, feed on his words, spend time in his word I've, over the years, not at our church as much, the odd time. Someone will say, I'm just exhausted of trying. Uh, one family says, we just have to leave. Every time you preach, there just seems to be more we have to do. And I just need to be at peace. I just, I just need to be at rest. I said, you know, you're right. You need to find another church. Because if you're not going to go into God's word and allow Holy Spirit to reveal and teach. And it's not you frantically trying. It's you faithfully believing, just absorbing his word, just spending some time every day. And quickly, you'll find you'll move out of works and you'll get into his grace. And the change is phenomenal. The Bible teaches us, uh, the seventh thought, is it provides cleansing and holiness. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are holy because who you are is your spirit. So, but then it goes on to talk about in Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, husbands love your wives. And this is good, but he's actually talking about the church. And we always use it for marriage and it can be used there, but he says, love your wives. As Christ loved the church, gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. The way that your mind, your emotions, your body are going to be, be, be cleansed and, and become sanctified is not the washing of miracles. It's not the washing of prayer. It's not the washing of laying on of hands. It is the washing of water by the word. It's Holy Spirit.
taking the word as you study it, it something happens to you and you can grow in this joy in this peace it was a wonderful thing I, I love my parents and for what God's done in their lives but I remember meeting my dad's pastor his name was Pastor Rosinki he came and he would spend months with us as we were building churches and as a young teenager he, he'd often park his little trailer and he'd, he loved to work with his hands and carpentry and and I would go over and just talk with him and he would just radiate what I saw in my parents this incredible incredible strength of peace and joy it wasn't a macho look at me it was just confident not going to be afraid of anything that rises up he was so filled with God's Word I would get up earlier and earlier to try to get up earlier than him and I'd always come knock on the door and I'd find him sitting at that little table in his trailer his Bible wide open I would find my dad and my mom my mom would sit there and just study the word in the evenings my dad I'd find him sometimes on his knees having fallen asleep on his knees studying the word he wasn't studying it because his ego needed to be a better preacher he was eating it absorbing it loving Jesus enjoying Jesus and when he said I love Jesus something came out of him that was stunning and so there's a cleansing a holiness you are holy don't let someone fool you and you are clean when we talk about your spirit man but what's in your spirit man when you begin to get a hold of the scriptures it begins to come out into your mind your emotions if you struggle with short-temperedness if you struggle with anger if you're always irritable if you never laugh it, it, you know if you don't have peace listen these things don't just come by magic they come like fruit they grow and so as you begin to spend time in God's Word the nine strengths of God's Word begin to flow out of you in Galatians chapter 5 so number eight the Word of God is a spiritual mirror now listen to me on this James 1 22 to 25 says when you look into the mirror People walk away and forget who they are. I am not who my dad and mom say I am. I am not who the bloodline. I've got French in me, and, and I've got German in me, and, and I've got Sioux Indian in me, and, and I've got all these things, and, and I'm not looking to those to find my identity. I am looking to the mirror of God's Word because the color of my skin and the language of my ancestors and what they did and how they hunted, and whether it was France or Germany or North America, I can, I'm not embarrassed one bit, so you shouldn't be either but I'm not looking there for who I am I'm looking to into a mirror of God's Word and as I look into the Word of God this is who I am this is how God made me I mean I'm designed in heaven I'm made by God so are you so we don't need to look at earthly things to discover who are we when we look into the we're not looking into the mirror of our ancestry we are looking into the mirror of God's Word and God's Word should always tell you this is not what you need to do and just say this is who you are this is who you are this is who you are then doing is easy because you is <laughs> It's spiritual mirror. Number nine, it is our ultimate judge. Listen to this stunning verse, and I want to read it. Jesus is speaking. And if any man hears my words and believes me not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejects me and receiveth not my words has one that judges him it's the words that I have spoken the same shall judge him in the last day 
Jesus says, I, I'm not judging people. I'm here to give them new life. But the word of God that has been spoken, the way that has been presented, every area of your life, God's word will bring strength that will help you make decisions. If you want to know one of the things that is my treasure, one of the things that makes me get up every day and spend time with, it's Jesus, the Son of God. And it's Jesus, the living word. And the written word, don't let anybody knock it. Jesus studied the written word, used the written word, fed on the written word, defeated the enemy with the written word. The New Testament is a rewrite of the old as you begin to see men who... So, my friends, I, I just need to, I'm free from the blood of all men because I tell you what I know. I don't have to make you change. I don't have to follow you around to course correct you. That's why I enjoy pastoring because I gave up the horrible um, way of pastoring of trying to get results in people's lives. And instead, I just get to know Jesus and his word and I just teach Jesus, his word, and the word will work mightily in you. The word will change everything in you. The word doesn't lie. Jesus said, like I said earlier, it cannot be broken. So the word works. Those, what did it work for me? Well, you know, then, then, then God's a liar. It works. There's just something you can change. Anytime I get into trouble, I always ask God, what can I do better? What did I do back there? Is there anything I don't know? And I just joyfully know he's always for my good. It makes me feel amazing when I don't get results, that I can just keep growing in the word and the word is working mightily in me the word is growing in me if you think i'm okay now wait till you see me next year wait till you see me in three years and retire are you kidding me i'm in my 50s you wait till you hear me teach preach and lead when i'm in my 70s i am going to kick devil butt and i'm going to see god doing incredible things because the word grows mightily it doesn't stop i'm not going to retire i'm going to refire and i'm going to raise up every fire brand i can around me to preach teach do business to do arts every one of us has a call and as your pastor it is my job to equip you for the work of the ministry till there's a maturity in you to make great decisions and go be the light go be the salt we're not salt and light when we're milky little shallow Christians. We're nothing that can affect the world. But as we continue, take this message, you guys. I have crammed about 10 messages into this one wham, just so that you could take this and listen to it over and over. And I hope you fall in love with God's word and recognize it's Jesus and his word. Father, I pray right now that you'd touch every person that is listening to me. I pray that from every car, every campus of springs, Father, those who are listening and watching around the world, that there would be this stunning look at the Word of God in a relationship with Jesus that makes us so powerful because our strength comes from you. Our wisdom comes from you. Our joy comes from you. Our peace comes from you. And it's all as we get to know you in the Word and in prayer. Touch them, I pray. If you're watching today and you don't know if you're a follower of Christ, by that, I don't mean follow his precepts. I mean you have been born again. He has come in. Then pray this prayer with me. It's the most 
This is more important than who you marry. This is more important than your job. I don't care if you are with the UN or the leader of a country. This is the most important decision you'll make, is giving your life to Jesus, having access to his love, getting to know him, and then access to all that he has. Just say, dear Jesus, you died for me. You qualified me to be in God's family. Come into my heart. I give you my life. I choose to believe on you. And I'm following you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> now, that's a powerful thing to pray. You just opened up your heart to the presence of Jesus. He's there. You might feel him, you might not. It does not matter. He's there. And your entire life's going to change as you begin to read the last will and testament that is given to us, the Word of God. Start reading in the New Testament. Read from the book of John and just start at John and move on. And get into a great church. Keep watching here. In fact, let me know you gave your life to Christ. And I'm going to tell you that if you will do this in the way Jesus asked us to and not get caught up in religion, not get caught up in judgmentals, and not get caught up with people who are, you know, when someone talks God's word, if you don't feel your spirit growing, just empowered, if it doesn't just bring a hope and a faith and a love, then you're in the wrong church. You're listening to the wrong person. Don't let tired, worn out Christians, which is just religion, uh, where you out follow people who know their Jesus and keep going. Follow us here at Springs. Uh, let us know you did this and we'll help you with great material.